It's episode seven of the Is It Me podcast. I'm Tad, host of the Tad and Drex show on B98.5 in Atlanta, along with my therapist, Chantel Cohen from CWC Coaching and Therapy. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. Give us five stars. If you don't, forget I said any of this. This episode is called We Will Never Be Royals. We usually get to listen to portions of actual therapy sessions and problems that I'm having, but this week we're focusing on Megan and Harry. Now that the dust has settled, can we learn something from how they handled the problems they were having with the royal family and the British press? If we were in a similar situation, knowing now what we know, how could we handle things differently? This has been an absolute bombshell of an announcement that hasn't just shocked all of us, it has come as a massive shock to the royal family. Senior members of the royal family were not aware that this statement was coming. To respect that family, you go to that family, you tell them how you feel. So, of course, most of us have had disagreements between a member of our own family and our mate. At some point, you may have had to choose to side with your significant other maybe even turn your back on your own family. So that's a great place to start, Chantel. How do you navigate those waters? How do you please the family that you were born into and also please the family that you've chosen, that you've married? Well, one, I I wouldn't worry about pleasing as much as prioritizing what's important. Marriage is a commitment. It's an agreement. And Harry's first and foremost agreement, and, and I think that, even pushing Meghan Markle aside is to his kid. And grandma's more, grandma's important, but she's not as as important as little Archie. Archie is more important than she is. He's, he's his dad. He's supposed to protect him. And that means, if that means moving to another country, then so be it. So my wife is Jessica and my son is Sam. Is my first priority Sam before Jessica? Being good to Jessica, making sure her needs are met, are also meeting Sam's needs. And so it's it's not, again, it's not binary. It, it's, it really is. You can do both simultaneously. It's really an and rather than an or. So if you're Harry and Megan, what are you saying to the queen in terms of like, how are you explaining this in a way that the rest of us might be able to take something from it so you don't have to speak in a British accent? I don't have a great British accent. And, and and honestly, Tad, that's a really good question is how do they break that to the queen and to talk to her? And for, that's first and foremost. If I were them, I would I would talk about the existential sort of threat to their relationship and the toll that it's taking on the marriage. It's one of those things that maybe if Charles and Diana had been able to go to the queen and talk about the stressors in the relationship, that their relationship maybe have had a different outcome. And so I do think the queen is listening because traditionally there has been a, you know, shut up and fall in line sort of attitude. And because he's sixth in line, Harry has more freedom. And so he can talk to the queen from that standpoint that I'm not going to be king. So you don't have to worry about that part of it and the fact that he feels that there's a threat to his family. And if maybe if they had listened long ago, that maybe his parents would have still been together. Maybe his mom would still be alive. So I do think that he's got a pretty good 
case or leg to stand on. But shouldn't he have had that conversation with grandma before it got released to the public so that they didn't have to backtrack? It's almost like asking for forgiveness. Maybe that was the tactic. How does that play with you? I don't think it's ever a good idea to surprise the queen. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that happened. I find it very hard to believe the statement that she issued. It sounded, I'm reading between the lines, that she already knew that this was coming, but did not realize that they were going to be, uh, I guess they just kind of were impulsive. That's the only thing I can think of. I I know it's not a great word, and I don't even know that to be true. I don't think anybody does, but they released it without the queen. She knew about it. She knew it was coming, but the when, it seems like, based upon the statement that the queen released. Listen, Chantel, you can't be impulsive when you have a website already ready, up and running. Like they had a website. They made the announcement. I, I think I, when that way. I follow the website. <laughs> they or, they or, made the announcement. She was already in Vancouver. <laughs> like she's like, oh, you want to have a family meeting? We can, we can conference me in. Thank you. It wasn't like that. The, the, the Harry and Meghan, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, went to Canada to uh, spend time during the holidays. I think what they were doing, though, was probably laying the groundwork for the big move. I think what they did was they went to Canada over the holidays and they just enjoyed the cold so much. Then they started hearing Nickelback on the radio and they were like, this is heaven. This is much better than Buckingham Palace. Or Alanis Morissette, right? (laughs) You know, it's like, I I love Alanis Morissette. And uh, so maybe that's it. But there are the Canadians, I think, are part of the Commonwealth. And so because they are, that would be a good choice. It's close enough to L.A. so that she can get to her mom and, and mom can see the baby and vice versa. And they probably just had such a good time not being hounded by the British press. I I find the British a little duplicitous in the sense that they're all nice and manners and everything, but man, their humor and their press, they are predatory and they take no prisoners. And that tells me that there's an undercurrent of hostility that lies within the culture that nobody's talking about. From over here, we, you know, I looked at this when this first all happened and I was like, oh boy, like what could be so horrible? What did, what surprised Megan about this? Like it's a 1500 year history, well documented. She knows about his mother. She knows what happened. She knows that there's press involved. But I think what happened was reality is, is that the press is not the press that we experience here in America or that we see on TMZ or whatever. Like, how are they different over there? Do Have you seen, like, I don't watch any of the British news or anything. I have no idea. Yeah, sometimes I watch Good Morning Britain and I can't stand Piers Morgan. He's such a, if, if Piers, if you're listening, ha! I just really despise you. You've never given Megan a fair chance. And I think that you spout off that you know a lot when you really don't. But I think what's what's interesting about Tad and myself is Tad is a guy from Vermont. He, I mean, he he dresses a little bit like Peter Dinklage. And uh, and anybody who's a Peter Dinklage fan like I am, you'll know what I'm talking about. He dresses a little bit like Peter Dinklage and is laid back and relaxed. 
but has moments of intensity and and I'm I'm his friend from California who is a therapist and laid back even a lot more laid back than Tad is and yet um I'm also African American and for me I started paying attention to the British press because of the things that they said about her, that she had exotic DNA, that, um, and these quote, exotic DNA, that she was straight out of Compton. She was raised, I think, in West LA, which is nowhere near Compton, but, and that she was uh, gang scarred. Mm. And, and she went to Catholic school. She went to Northwestern University. She, uh, her dad, obviously, you probably know this, worked on uh, Married with Children. And so she kind of grew up going on the sets there, et cetera. And that her experience was nothing about Compton, but that was the way that they wanted to portray her and that their kid, Archie looks like a chimpanzee. And so, you know, if you read any of the articles about what black Britons say, they know why she left. It's it's as though the British press wants to make these statements. They want to malign her and that she's, you know, we're going to punch you in the face and damn it, you better not say anything. You better be a, a good little black girl. Just take it and say, oh, you know, it's, it's racism. It really hurts. When people decide that they're not going to take it, which Harry has come out, made a couple of statements, said he didn't like the way his family is being treated. And so now they're picking up stakes and leaving. And so you said she's unwanted and now they're leaving. Just as if I've heard many a times in my office when a client has had a family member or someone who's treated their significant other poorly, what do they do? They leave. They leave the Christmas dinner. They they leave the the seder or or the Thanksgiving meal because that agreement, that commitment is is that you two band together, you protect each other, you look after your family. What kind of man would Harry be if he let his son see him just sit by and allow them to defame his mother in that way. I'm glad he's not that kind of man. A lot of men could take a lesson from from uh, Harry Wales. I think that I came into this just a guy dressed like Peter Dinklage <laughs> who, uh, who sort of saw this from afar and I was like, oh my gosh, like Megan knew what she was getting into. I don't understand all of this. My level of give a damn was at about a three. And so I made up all of these uh, things in my mind about what I thought of it before really knowing much about the British press, knowing much about their actual situation. And I want to thank you for enlightening me as to what the situation actually is. You're pulling up pictures of Peter Dinklage. I mean, this is unbelievable. You know, one woman actually recently told me that I didn't look that – she thought I sounded taller on the radio, and now you're pulling this kind of nonsense. Well, I wish I could so, – he always looks like a skateboarder. You right. look like a Southern California. Okay. So anyway, but I just want to – oh, that's – you know what? If that's the look, maybe I should get a leather jacket and one of those, like, beanie hat deals. So listen, I, I, I was thanking you. So listen, what I've come away from is now I'm sort of like – 
Screw the British royal family and press. They don't deserve this couple. The two of them sticking by each other and doing what is right. She's also American, which makes me want to just tell the Brits, you're the well, the royal family anyway, or the press really more than anything, is I think you're number one too. You know what I mean? <laughs> so thank you so much. That concludes the episode. Sorry for the half quality. I don't know what the iPhone sounds like. But I'm imagining it's going to be phenomenal. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you next time. If you've got a topic you would like to hear us discuss, maybe you want some free therapy from Chantel, send an email to me, tad, at b985.com. If you want to reach out to Chantel, my suggestion is to go to becomeoneagain.com. Chantel offers a video course you could do at home. The Become One Again course gives you a step-by-step strategy and plan for improving your communication and improving your relationship. Thanks so much for listening to the Is It Me podcast.